A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Summer is here. Pack your bag with sunscreen, your emotional support water bottle, and that steamy bee treat. But wait, don't stop there. This year, there's a new kind of essential that's right at your fingertips. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods, goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut. To explore the bounds of your pleasure, new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high-quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsestories.com slash pantsuit. dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to 3rd Love, you can have both. 3rd Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing, you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. Hi, everybody. It's Beth here for part two of our primer on Iran's relationship with the United States. If you've not yet listened to part one, I strongly encourage you to go back and start there because I think the context is really important to understanding the evolution of this relationship. When I began part one, the United States and Iran were on pretty good terms. And then the United States participates in this plot to overthrow the democratically elected prime minister and take Iran back to a monarchy. We go through the revolution that brings Ayatollah Khomeini to power, who is the death to America guy. So there is a long history there that we really need to understand to know how and why we got to where we are today. Post-revolution, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps is established, or the IRGC. This is the group, when the United States talks about Iran as a state sponsor of terror, that, that drives that terrorism throughout the world. 
Our State Department classifies the IRGC as a terrorist organization itself. It also provides money and training and weapons to terrorist organizations throughout the world. In 1995, the IRGC held a conference of groups believed to engage in terrorist activities for the purpose of training them to overthrow existing governments. That conference included the Japanese Red Army, the Armenian Secret Army, the Kurdistan Workers' Party, the Iraqi Dawa Party, the Islamic Front for the Liberation of Bahrain and Hezbollah. It is also critical for you to know that Iran does not recognize Israel as a state and funds Hamas and Hezbollah as well as Islamist Jihad in Israel. And that is important to understanding both the United States relationship with Iran and the military activity that Israel is engaging in in the Middle East right now. A brief aside here, Iran absolutely supports terrorism in the world. I want you to understand that Iran supports Shia extremism, and there are also acts of terror perpetrated by Sunni extremists. So it is not one branch of Islam that is being used as a basis for terror. It is also not inherent to either Shia Islam or Sunni Islam to engage in acts of terror or to the the Muslim faith in any way. It's just there are important differences between Shia-backed and Sunni-backed terror. And I'm going to link in the show notes an article from the Brookings Institute that I think does an excellent job explaining those differences and why they matter. The United States in the mid-90s accused Iran of sponsoring terrorism, talked about Iran's human rights abuses, and talked about how Iran was sabotaging the Arab-Israeli peace process and started to implement severe oil and trade sanctions on Iran. And I think this has really formed the basis of our modern understanding of Iran. In 1997, Iran elected a reformer, Mohammad Khatami, as its president. He called for a dialogue with the American people and wanted to calm U.S.-Iran relations, but there was never a breakthrough. In fact, tension continued to escalate. In 2002, George W. Bush called Iran, Iraq, and North Korea an axis of evil, which, as you can imagine, did not go over well in Iran. And here begins kind of the cycle of fear about Iran's development of nuclear capabilities. Now, I'm going to go through some information that's a little bit dry and that's difficult to understand, especially if you don't have any background in nuclear weapon capabilities. And I do not. So I've done my best to put this together in a way that we can all follow. But I just want to acknowledge that it's going to be dry for a second. Hang with me. In 2003, the International Atomic Energy Agency said Iran admitted that it was producing plutonium, but saw no evidence that it was developing nuclear weapons. At that point, Iran agreed to more rigorous inspections of its nuclear facilities by the UN. In 2006, Iran elects Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, an Islamic hardliner who had been the mayor of Tehran who campaigned on bringing back the populist values of the 1979 revolution. Ahmadinejad continued to expand the nuclear program. He said that it was to produce energy for civilians, but the way that he interacted with other countries, 
and the activities that he engaged in in Iran made it difficult to believe that. As some examples, he gave a speech to the UN General Assembly accusing Israel of occupation and racism. He questioned the Holocaust in 2010. He gave a speech at the UN saying that the United States government was behind the 9-11 attacks. During this process, the IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, released a report saying that Iran's suspected research into developing nuclear weapons was a matter of serious concern. At this point, the EU nations imposed new sanctions against Iran. So both the United States and the EU have serious sanctions in place relative to Iran. On top of that, Ahmadinejad was a horrible economic manager. He spent huge amounts of money and inflation skyrocketed. His election to a second term was widely disputed and caused protests in Iran. Both traditionalists and reformers in parliament opposed him during his second term. He was term limited at that point, and in 2013, Hassan Rouhani, who is now the president, was elected as his successor. Just as a side note, in 2017, Ahmadinejad wanted to run again for the presidency, but the Guardian Council rejected his nomination. So now we have Rouhani as Iran's president. He ran on restoring the economy and improving relations with the West, and obviously those two things are very interrelated. Rouhani is often described as a moderate. He has improved women's rights. He encourages free access to information. And he's done a pretty good job internationally in forging some relationships. He famously tweeted in 2013 about the first phone call between himself and President Obama That was the first direct conversation between U.S. and Iranian heads of state in 30 years. In November of 2013, an interim agreement was signed to start negotiating a framework for an agreement related to Iran's nuclear development. Summer is here. Pack your bag with sunscreen, your emotional sport water bottle, and that steamy bee treat. But wait, don't stop there. This year, there's a new kind of essential that's right at your fingertips. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods, goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut. To explore the bounds of your pleasure, new content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. Dipsy offers a modern approach to romance through high quality and captivating audio fiction. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash pantsuit. Dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year is going by so quickly, and I had a little bit of a moment of panic about it this week. I thought to myself, I'm losing track of time. It's going so fast. It's going to be December before I know it. My kids are growing up, and I just kind of was spinning out. And I stopped, and I closed my eyes, and I pictured my last therapist, who I haven't seen since the end of 2020. But I remember the way he talked to me through these issues, and I sort of channeled his energy I put my feet on the ground and thought, this is just how time feels now. And there's nothing wrong with that or right about it. It just is. But those skills that I learned in therapy are so important to helping me take a second to celebrate what's going right and decide what I want to adjust for the rest of the year. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, which I cannot recommend enough, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Pantsuit. The second most stressful thing after planning a trip is packing for it. This is true. This is a true story. I have just told you the clothes I have don't fit. They don't go together the way I want them to or I'm missing some essential piece. And then I discovered Quince. It's my go-to for high-quality vacation essentials. Like this premium European linen dress that's going to get us all through the heat wherever we're traveling. Blouses and shorts from $30. Washable silk tops, premium luggage options, and so much more. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than their similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I got big plans for my Quince chiffon pleated skirt. In Japan, they like a loose, flowy look over there to battle the heat. I will be adopting that strategy with that skirt. Pack your bags with high quality essentials from Quince. Go to quince.com slash pantsuit for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pantsuit to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pantsuit. After 20 months of negotiation, the P5 plus one, that's China, France, Russia, the UK, and the United States, the five permanent members of the UN Security Council, plus Germany and the EU, entered into the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the JCPOA, with Iran. The JCPOA is 159 pages long with five annexes. It has been endorsed by the UN Security Council. It was adopted on July 20th of 2015. It mandates actions in a number of categories that I'm going to go through quickly, mostly because I do not understand nuclear development well enough to accurately and succinctly tell you why some of these provisions matter. And I am relying on a fact sheet from armscontrol.org here that I will include in the show notes. So the first broad category is enrichment. For 10 years, the number of centrifuges that can be operated in Iran is severely limited. Excess centrifuges have to be dismantled and stored and monitored by the IAEA. It caps the level of uranium that can be enriched for 15 years and limits where and how that uranium can be enriched. It says that for 10 years, Iran cannot produce any additional IR-1 centrifuges. The next category is uranium stockpiling. For 15 years, the amount that is stockpiled is limited. Iran has to sell, ship abroad for storage, or dilute to natural levels any excess enriched uranium. There are limitations on a particular facility in Iran that has to be converted to a research facility with Russian cooperation, and no uranium can be introduced at that facility for 15 years. There are limitations on the type of research that Iran can conduct with uranium in particular types of centrifuges. And this agreement establishes a joint commission of the countries that participated in this agreement. And for 10 years, that commission has to review and approve any changes to Iran's research and development plans. There are provisions about a particular reactor in Iran and how it can be used. 
there are limitations on heavy water reactors and the accumulation of heavy water in Iran. And heavy water is, is critical to certain types of nuclear reactors. So this is a pretty big deal. This joint commission has monitoring and verification oversight of Iran's nuclear program for the next in some cases, 10 years, in some cases, up to 25 years, depending on the particular provision. It's very specific on what is going to be inspected, when it's going to be inspected, and what has to be reviewed and certified by whom to stay in compliance with the agreement. The agreement contains a dispute resolution mechanism. It contains provisions allowing any party to the agreement to go back to the UN Security Council to snap back sanctions. It terminates previous provisions from the UN on Iran's nuclear program. It calls for the United States to cease economic sanctions against the oil and banking sectors in Iran and to cease sanctions related to the nuclear program. We can keep sanctions targeting human rights violations, terrorism, and missile activities. So the United States did not give up all sanctions against Iran in this process, just those related to the oil and banking sector and to nuclear issues. And we are allowed to impose additional sanctions for non-nuclear issues going forward. It also says that the United States has to take appropriate measures to ensure that state and local laws allow for full implementation of the JCPOA. We're supposed to, in the United States, actively encourage all officials to adhere to JCPOA policy. And there are similar provisions regarding the EU and its sanctions. So let's talk now about why President Trump has the ability to get out of this agreement. President Obama negotiated this deal as an accord, not as a treaty. A treaty would have required Senate approval, and that didn't happen here. Instead, the Senate passed bipartisan legislation, this is the Corker-Cardin law, to require the president to certify every 90 days that the JCPOA is in America's best interest. You have to remember that this was not a popular move in some quarters, and there was real concern about whether we were trusting a government that could not be trusted in this process. So the president now, President Trump, is citing a provision in that review legislation about whether relative to America's national security interest and Iran's measures to draw down its nuclear program, the JCPOA is appropriate and proportionate. And the president says it's not because of flaws in the deal, because Iran continues to test ballistic missiles that could carry nuclear weapons, and because Iran has persisted with the kind of policy throughout the world that the United States abhors, including its actions in Israel and its propping up of the Assad regime in Syria. In late 2017, Trump refused to certify the JCPOA under the Corker-Cardin law, which kicked the agreement to Congress, and Congress did nothing. So Trump reluctantly issued the certification again. Now he is saying that the United States is going to immediately reimpose sanctions, which will put us in violation of the JCPOA. In theory, Congress could act to undo that. But that seems unlikely. So European nations are encouraging Iran to remain in the agreement to continue to abide by its terms. Iran has sent mixed messages. Some moderates would rather stick with the deal. Hardliners say no. A major problem for Iran and Rouhani and the Iranian economy is that most European businesses 
specifically and critically, banks, which already tend to avoid Iran, won't do business with Iran unless they feel protected from U.S. secondary and financial sanctions, which would require the U.S. taking specific action to protect them. Fundamentally, if the United States reimposes sanctions and European businesses avoid Iran, it's hard to know how Iran would benefit from continuing to abide by the JCPOA. Iran might just pull out of the deal, blaming it on the United States. So let's talk about leverage going into renegotiating this deal, which is what the president says he wants to do and what people like Lindsey Graham say should be done. The president says it was stupid of the United States to give up all of the leverage it had at the time of the deal. And the deal did represent a rare global consensus. One of the negotiators for the United States described the negotiation process as the whole world versus Iran, and said that Iran even had to bring additional staff to fill out its side of the table so it wouldn't feel so imbalanced. Iran came to the table because of severe sanctions on banking and oil exports. The Obama administration managed to get Europeans to impose crippling sanctions that hurt European business and Iranian business. They were able to do this for a few reasons. Everybody Europe, Russia, China, everybody was genuinely concerned about Iran's nuclear program in 2015. Nobody liked Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, so it was easy to get global consensus against him. And it's important to understand that Rouhani has made great strides in that category. He is much more respected than Ahmadinejad was. Also, Europe liked President Obama more than President Bush and was willing to work with him. So what does all this mean? Sarah and I will discuss that on the podcast. It is hard to imagine for me a situation in which both Iran and the other parties to the JCPOA feel compelled to come back to the table. It seems like the United States wants Iran to give up its entire foreign policy. And I can't imagine why Iran would do that, especially when the United States still has a number of very significant sanctions in place and the ability to impose additional future sanctions. But it's something that we'll continue to talk about. And I hope that this reflection on Iran's history of dealing with colonialism and ethnic and religious pressures and instability in its government and its economy is helpful to understanding how we got here and where we might go from here. Earthbreeze Eco Sheets look just like a dryer sheet, but it's ultra concentrated, liquidless laundry detergent. It's the best of all worlds. Earthbreeze is tough on stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin, so it's good for sensitive skin. It reduces plastic waste. All of these things are true and amazing, but let's get to the heart of it. Y'all know I have a laundry system. You know it revolves around training children as young as possible to do their own laundry. Earthbreeze sheets feels like they were invented for this. Because littles maybe sometimes struggle with those big heavy jugs. Or maybe you worry about the pods, but here we go. Here we go, y'all. Earthbreeze Eco Sheets. It's like the perfect solution. A child as young as two can handle these sheets. And 
Even with toddlers, like you can get them involved. And this is a way to get them helping with laundry even before they could do it themselves. Ugh, gotta love it so much. Right now, our listeners can receive 40% off EarthBreeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash pantsuit. That's earthbreeze.com slash pantsuit to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and claim 40% off your subscription. earthbreeze.com slash pantsuit. We do quite a bit of hosting here at the Silvers household, and I think there is nothing that completes a table for dinner. Like a beautiful loaf of bread and wild grain has made that so simple because they send gorgeous loaves of sourdough bread. Lots of spins on the ingredients, but always just this fantastic, high quality, easy to bake in 25 minutes or less from frozen bread that turns out perfectly every single time. I also have to tell you about the free croissants for life that come with your wild grain orders. And those croissants make the morning, your brunch, maybe your late night snack, flaky and like you're sitting in a French cafe and they're just perfect every single time. That's what I love about Wild Grain. It's easy, it's consistent, it's fully customizable. It is the first ever Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. For a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit, or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. They even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. 